You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. It's been a long time since I recorded an episode of the show, and I'm going to do my very best to recap everything that's occurred over the last three months. Let's just call this a one-time quarterly alignment report, and then we're going to head right back over to monthly. So let's start with everything that was aligned for me. One thing that really felt aligned was a return to speaking. I took a lot of 2023 off from looking for speaking engagements. Over the last quarter, the time just seemed right for me to start up again. I decided to join a new podcast host guest collab kind of membership. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Through that membership, I made all sorts of connections, and I actually wound up booking a couple of speaking engagements right away. One of them was to teach inside a skill exchange community for entrepreneurs. It's a very cool concept. The membership is called Femunify, which I'll link to as well. The founder, her name is Anna. She's very lovely. She invited me in to speak on social proof, and I actually delivered a custom workshop to her community inside that membership just this past week. It's been a long time since I had to create slides for anything, and I have to say, I remembered that slide design is not my favorite thing. I don't enjoy the format as much as I like designing in full size and in print for Facet. But I do love sharing inside workshops and inside paid communities. So the slide design was necessary and I made it through it. But I can see myself hiring this out in the future if I continue to do these and if that feels aligned. At the same time, almost like I told the universe that I'm open to speaking opportunities again, it heard me. I got invited to speak inside the AI Hackathon Summit put on by my friend Hattie of Funston's Marketing. And that's on a similar topic to the workshop that I taught inside Femunify, all about social proof. And actually, if you're listening to this episode right as it drops, you are still on time to register for that summit if you're interested in learning about how AI can boost your productivity and your progress. And you can hear from a whole range of experts on how to use AI tools in your business. It's called the AI Hackathon Summit. There are many wonderful speakers presenting on all sorts of AI topics. I'm really lucky to get to be one of them. My presentation is again on social proof, and I'm sharing eight ChatGPT prompts that you can use for all sorts of things. So some examples are to help you get more customer reviews, to analyze the reviews that you have, to learn more about your ideal client and look for improvements for your products and services. If you do decide to get a free ticket to the summit, you can access a freebie that I designed specifically for the summit called the Social Proof Prompt Playbook. In it, I share my exact ChatGPT setup script. So what I type into ChatGPT in every new conversation so that the bot knows me and my business and what I do. And then I also give eight more prompts, all things from using ChatGPT to create a customer feedback form with storytelling prompts to having ChatGPT help you to respond to feedback in writing. And then also how to use AI to identify patterns in 
customer preferences and do an emotional analysis on your reviews within AI. The possibilities with AI with ChatGPT are quite endless. And my 25-minute presentation inside the summit lifts the veil. I show you exactly how I use AI with the reviews and testimonials that I have. And I show you how you can do that too. I'll put the link to sign up for the summit in the show notes. We start next Tuesday, October 3rd. There's a free option and also there's an upgrade option if you want to keep access to the recordings, if you want to get the private podcast version, and if you want to get access to the huge bundle of paid resources from the speakers. I'll shift now into some alignment that is on a personal note. We decided near the beginning of September on very short notice that we were going to paint the exterior of our home before the fall weather turns. What we didn't know is that this project would take up three entire weeks. I spent between four and 12 hours a day painting for 21 days. Most of September, I spent up on scaffolding, listening to audiobooks rather than working on my business. And I actually think that this outside time has been good to me. So never before have I had such a front row seat to summer turning into fall. I have literally watched the leaves turn colors. And I was able to feel into the sensation of temperatures changing day to day and also able to be very present. Although it was a challenge to fit work in, I am really grateful for the flexibility of my work because I was able to do things like paint in the morning but have client calls in the afternoon or squeeze in a ton of email writing and presentation prepping on rainy days and just generally work around the weather to still be able to accomplish this giant task of two coats of primer and three coats of paint on all surfaces of the outside of the house. This kind of time freedom would have been impossible back when I was teaching. So my gratitude for being in this phase of my life is something that I just wanted to make note of. Now back to work things. In August, I wrote the fourth issue of Facet, the Satisfying Systems and Workflows issue. This issue was a bit different than the others in that I hadn't taught much on this topic before or worked with many one-on-one clients either. I had applied it in my own business and taught and coached on it a little, but I hadn't tested it on as many other people as I would say I had with the other facet topics where I have much more coaching experience. I battled some mindset issues of my own as I wrote, although I did get more comfortable And I actually remembered a lot more client experiences than I'd previously thought where I actually did coach on this topic. Memory is such a funny thing. But one element that I love about publishing quarterly guides is that I get to immerse myself very deeply into four new topics per year. I get to challenge myself to make learning relatable and to make it engaging for you. By the time I was about 10 pages into writing and designing this issue, I was feeling in flow. I was feeling aligned about the topic. This issue is going to be a must read for you if you crave feeling more organized in your business, but you have no idea how to get there. In the issue, I explain all about how you can create new habits, how you can create workflows for processes that you do repeatedly. I show you things like exactly how to create SOPs. Those are standard operating procedures, creating them in a way that still feels aligned and personal for you and your clients while balancing that automation and the personalization factor. I think that systems is an often overlooked aspect of small business because many solo business owners feel like, yeah, I don't need this kind of systematization. But I challenge that belief in this issue. And I think once you've paged through it, you'll agree that 
You can make entrepreneurship feel better for you when you take the time to set up some systems that feel good for you. That fourth issue launches this upcoming week and will soon be up on the website. You'll be able to find it in a matter of days at clearcoursecreative.co slash facet. And the last thing I'll talk about in the Align section is maybe my most exciting. I saved the best for last. I am finally going to be working with a new coach after about three years. I had a bad experience with the only other time that I invested in recurring coaching. I spent a lot. I got nothing. And it left me with a lot of guilt, a lot of frustration, and a ton of skepticism about the coaching industry. So I've spent a lot of time paying off that debt and also working through those feelings until this last year. Since then, I've been considering two different options. One was a six-month group program, and the other was a one-on-one, two-month coaching with two different people. I took my time with this decision. In the end, I decided to go with the one-on-one coach. The coaching is specifically on thought leadership. My new coach is a published author of nonfiction books about business. I'm feeling so good about this decision because I took the time to research to make sure everything felt aligned. The person I chose has literally walked the path that I'm wanting to go on. So I'm really confident that I'm going to get help on getting my books listed in marketplaces, on teaching workshops to groups. I want to get Facet on some college reading lists. I've had a couple of calls now with the new coach, and I have to say, it is such a privilege to be coached by somebody who asks thoughtful questions and reflects back to you what they see. I didn't even know how much I needed that kind of mirroring until I've had it these last few weeks. I feel like I have waited a long time to have enough energy to truly grow facet the way the project deserves. Now that I do have that energy, having the support to make it happen feels completely right. I just have to tell you a story about this alignment. The day that I signed up and paid for the coaching, I got an email from that previous coach from the bad experience. I have not heard from that person in the entire three years since I initially invested in it and it disintegrated. And for that email to come in on the very same day was just this sense of closure that I couldn't have scripted any better if I had tried. It really helped me to bookend that experience and make it feel like it was like that chapter was complete as I am going into this new chapter. I feel like it was a bit of a sign from the universe that I'm on the right track, that I really can close off that initial coaching error, and that I can move into this new arrangement in the best way possible. So pivoting from that into things that felt less aligned for me in the last three months, Summer just didn't feel that summery to me. There was this constant feeling of summer not having even started that's lasted until the literal end of summer, which is such a disorienting feeling. We purposely stayed close to home this summer. We had like a low spend summer. And although that was the right choice for us, it also didn't feel that fun. I hate it when the right choices feel boring. I felt like I really should have used summertime to go deeper into some of my personal practices that have been really good for me, like meditating, journaling, affirmations, but I didn't do that. It used to be such a bigger part of my life, but it just doesn't feel aligned for me right now, and I'm not sure what to make of that shift yet. I'd like to think that I'm embodying that kind of work rather than explicitly doing the mindset work separately from my daily life, but I don't know yet if that's 
fair to say it's going to be interesting to see if I feel a pull to pick those practices back up, if that happens again, and if it does, what that's going to look like. Another item that was not aligned was that I chose to decline two projects. I want to talk about that a bit. The first was a web project, and I know I'm supposed to have stopped doing those. I took a discovery call anyways, despite knowing that website projects are truly done and over for me. I sent a proposal and everything, and then I put myself in this really awkward position of having to take that back. Now, the person hadn't fully signed on yet, but it still felt really uncomfortable. I I don't think I've ever had to write an email rescinding a proposal before, and I'm sharing this here as a cautionary tale. When something feels like it's done for you, it's probably done for you. Honor that feeling and just move on freely into what's next. The other project I declined was more surprising to me. When I initially launched Facet, I thought that it would have two branches. One was how it exists today, the printed guidebooks published quarterly. The other was that I thought that I would take on clients who had existing successful courses of their own and that they would hire me to repurpose their courses into some print books, like in the same kind of format, that they could offer to their clients. They could choose to do that either as an upgrade or just an alternative or that they would send them to everyone who was in their course. But then I got approached to do that exact thing. And it turned out that I actually wasn't very excited about that possibility anymore. I did end up quoting on it just to see if my feelings would change because I had always planned on having a few beta clients to test out that service. And this was basically a beta client presenting themselves to me. But I knew in my heart as I sent out the proposal that it wouldn't come to pass and it didn't. So maybe this is a forever no or it's just a no right now. But exploring this offer didn't feel aligned for me. I'm really glad that we didn't end up moving forward with it. Let's move on to the category of meaningful actions. I'm in the middle of switching up my podcast workflow to use Descript for my recording and editing instead of GarageBand and Audacity. I'm literally recording into Descript right now for the very first time. The reason for this switch is that I'm going to be launching a new podcast, a second show, more on that later, and it's going to be a video show. Descript makes video editing really easy. I'm going to be investing in Descript as a product. So I felt like, well, if I'm paying for it, I may as well use it to produce both of my shows. I tested out Descript once before to film my presentation for the AI Summit, and I was really happy with the software. It was super easy to edit the video using that visual editor that they have, where I get to delete sentences instead of trying to clip the video. I felt like it saved me a lot of time. I'm sure that there's tons more it can do that I haven't even realized yet. I'm excited to work that into my new workflow. I also signed up for the paid version of AkiFlow, which is a time blocking software. It's kind of like a calendar and a task management app built into one. I think it's going to help me make less mistakes with scheduling and hopefully I will let less things slip through the cracks. I tend to keep a lot of my to-do list in my head, which of course is an imperfect system, but I'm going to keep using AkiFlow and report back how that's changed my work days. The idea is for me to input all of my coaching homework and block in time for that so that I'm sure that I'm maximizing the value of the coaching that I'm investing in. Alternating into non-work life, I prioritized meeting with my book club this summer, which was very rewarding. It's virtual for a lot of the year while the leader is away at grad school, but it goes in person in the summer. I'll give you a little recap of what we read. 
We read Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, which I loved. Hello Beautiful by Anne Napano, which I really did not enjoy. The Whispers by Ashley Audrain, which I felt like kind of so-so about. And Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, which was a five-star read for me this year. One of my absolute favorites. I'm trying to stay on top of writing book reviews on Goodreads this year. I think it could be a really fun hobby for me outside of work, but I'm not always the best at having hobbies. If you're on Goodreads and you want to be friends on there, send me a DM and we'll connect. I think that would be really fun. I did a lot of connecting this summer for work as well. I scheduled a few coffee chats with people from that new podcast collab membership that I really enjoyed. I haven't done this in what feels like years, just like a friendly get to know you call with somebody that I've met online. I met some very cool people that I hope I get to continue those relationships. One way that I'm hopefully going to do that is with the new podcast. I have more details about that that I'm finally ready to share. In September, I worked on the branding for that show. It's got a cover now and everything. The official name is The Human Design Profiles, an entrepreneurship podcast. This show is going to be an active learning experiment on how we experience entrepreneurship as individuals while we satisfy our desire for self-awareness. And each episode is going to profile a human design enthusiast slash business owner who is going to share how their personal profile lines influence their business journey. It's going to be a vlog cast or like a video cast or whatever you want to call that, as well as a podcast, which I've never done before, hence the switch to Descript. Logistically, this kind of thing is much harder to pull off for a few reasons. One is that as opposed to this show, which is solo, it's an interview show, so I have to work around other people's schedules. And two, I'm going to have to record during the day for the light and at the only indoor office space we have, which is actually Jeff's office. So I don't know how I'm going to work that out. In, in the summer, I work outside in the gazebo. That's where I'm recording from right now. But during the winter, I work kind of randomly around the house and in coffee shops, which is not going to work for a video podcast. So I'm considering doing some batch recording at maybe like an Airbnb or maybe accessing a co-working space for recordings so that I can make sure that I have quiet and a consistent background. But I haven't figured that out yet. This is the last piece of the puzzle. It's pretty much the only thing holding me back before I start recording and publishing the first season. One hurdle I've already cleared is that I was beginning to worry that every episode was going to wind up being too repetitive, especially the episodes with people who have the same profile. So like that all the episodes with people who have the 5-1 profile in their chart, for example, that all of those 5-1 episodes would feel repetitive. There are 12 different profiles, so like obviously not that repetitive, but I was a bit concerned about that. But I solved this recently. Let me tell you that story. I connected with Christina from Glow Glow Juice HD on threads of all places. And then again, over on Instagram, I discovered that among her many creative projects, one of them is custom affirmations cards based on your unique human design chart. Cool, right? As soon as I saw those, I had this flash of memory. Early on in the pandemic, I had the idea for custom affirmation cards based on your unique human design chart. I didn't have the capacity for it, like I didn't want to follow through on it, not for myself, but I wanted it to exist in the world. Even though I knew it wasn't for me to create, I wanted someone to run with this idea. Then three years later, I find that Christina has created them. 
exactly how I would have, like down to the design of the cards, the process for ordering, the whole setup. It's exactly how I would have created it. I just think that's fascinating, like how two people who don't know each other at all can have very similar ideas, how ideas float around until they find the right person. All of that is so serendipitous. I love that she had the idea and had the energy to make it happen. What's really cool is that her and I have commonalities in our designs. We're both 1-3 profiles, so that's even more alignment. How the cards work is that you enter in your human design details at checkout, and then you get a deck that's customized to your type, to your strategy, authority, profile, environment, a few other elements of your chart, I think, like maybe like defined and undefined centers, that sort of thing. After I discovered these, I reached out to Christina. I told her this story and I asked if she'd be willing to sell me a unique set of the cards that had all 12 profile types. My plan is to draw a card for every guest that comes on the show from the set for their own profile line. So if I'm interviewing someone who has a 4-6 profile, I'm drawing a card from the 4-6 deck. So I asked Christina if this would work for her and she said yes. And I was super excited about it and kind of relieved that she was aligned with the idea. It wouldn't have worked without her blessing. She's going to be the first guest on the show and we're going to talk about what the 1-3 profile feels like for us as entrepreneurs. And then she'll, of course, tell us more about her custom decks and all of the other projects she's got going on. And then at the end of the episode, we will do the very first card poll. Now, before I start recording, you know I love getting input. So if there's something specific that you would love to hear on episodes of this new show, send me a DM, tell me about it before I start recording. I want the show to be a fun listen that's casual, but also illuminating. And that's all for this recap. I know many of you look forward to these every month, and I know I took away two whole episodes this summer. I'm going back to monthly as of right now. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for listening. Remember to do alignment reports of your own for September at least, but also for the last month if you skipped them. Set yourself up for a wonderful October. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.